Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hey, thanks for joining me on the Inez Says podcast here in the WDBO app. Appreciate you taking the time to listen today. It is pod number 10. Hard to believe it is pod number 10. And look, at the outset, I promised you guys transparency, that I was going to be honest with you guys. And I'll be honest with my weekend. Had a so-so weekend. I expected the weekend to be great because college football was returning, the NBA, the NHL playoffs, full bloom, Major League Baseball season well underway, NFL season finally here. I got to tell you, the entire weekend, I felt myself being numb. You know, when you go to the dentist, you you get that shot of Novocaine and, and you just don't feel your gums and you're drooling all over yourself, right? With the exception of the drooling, that's how I, well, maybe not. I mean, I don't know if I drooled or not, but that's kind of how I felt over the weekend. And for those of you who really don't know about me and my background, I'm a sports nut. Like pretty much all my life, I've been enamored with sports, playing them, being a fan. My mother and father jokingly tell me all the time that I was born with a glove and a ball in my hands. But ever since I can remember, I've, I've loved sports. And my first love was baseball. Growing up, in a small New England town. And I know there are so many people out there who would just like to forget about their youth. I'm not one of them, man. I, like when, when I think about growing up for me for, Oh, the, the first 12 years or so of, of my life before my parents divorced to me, it, it couldn't get any better. Like I lived in a neighborhood and you rarely see this today, but I lived in a neighborhood where In every other house in my neighborhood, there were boys about my age. I mean, that just doesn't happen anymore. And most of those kids I grew up with were sports geeks like me. So it was just, I mean, we're always outside. We're playing something, whether it was baseball or wiffle ball or sockey, which was a game we made up a combination between soccer and hockey. It was hockey. It was basketball, football in the snow, the whole thing. You name it, we played it. And I recall summer days when I would leave the house around 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning and not be back home until 6 or 7 o'clock at night. And again, different times, right? Kids don't do that anymore. But we were just out playing all day long. I do feel for kids who don't have that freedom to just go out and explore today. But I, I get it. Society totally different. But the point is, sports has always been a huge part of my life. And before I started the pod today, I had a recollection of hot summer nights at the ballpark because when I was nine and 10 years old, my father owned a minor league baseball team. He wound up losing a shirt over that minor league baseball team. But at the time, like I didn't know about business. I didn't know about the serious stuff going on. I was sheltered. But I, I, I recall several nights when my mother and my sister and I would venture to the ballpark every night and we would make this right-hand turn at a traffic light and at the light we could see the grandstand about a hundred yards away or so and if there were a lot of people in the seats we knew win or lose it was going to be a good night because dad was going to be in a good mood if there were hardly any fans in the stands however uh, guess what dad's mood was likely not going to be great 
Um, but that that was, and, and I'm sure still is the life of a minor league baseball owner, but getting to go to the ballpark for every game, getting to grow up at a ballpark, uh, being a bat boy for the team, getting to pal around with my heroes, guys who were just a, a stone's throw away from making the major leagues, playing catch with them, the whole thing. It was just, and I, I use the word idyllic. It was as idyllic as it could be, I think, my childhood. And, and sports was always a big part of that. But long story short, I get to college. Um, I'm flat out not good enough to play at the collegiate level. I got a, a couple of nibbles from D2 schools to play baseball. But at that point, I, I kind of gave up the dream of, of batting first and playing shortstop for the New York Yankees. But I wanted to keep my hand in it, and that's when I decided to get into broadcasting, and the rest is history. I've covered the sports beat here in Orlando for 30-plus years, covered the Orlando Magic for 30-plus years, still work with the Orlando Magic on the TV side. So again, long story short, sports has always been a great passion of mine up until this past weekend. Now, I've gone through this self-assessment over the last 24 hours or so, and I've asked myself the question, okay, does this this numbness or this malaise have anything to do with COVID-19? Maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit. I think we're all a little numb today, a little punch drunk by, by coronavirus and the toll that it's taken on us as a nation. But I think it goes deeper than that. I think I've lost my passion for sports, mainly due to what is going on within the country right now politically. And let me give you two examples of this. All right. The first has to do with one of my heroes in life, and his name is Lou Holtz. If you don't know who Lou Holtz is, he's a neighbor of yours here in Central Florida. He lives in Lake Nona. He's a former national championship winning head coach at the University of Notre Dame in college football. Now, to know me as well is to know that while my alma mater is UCF and I love UCF football and all the sports out there, ever since I was a little kid, you know, when I got up on Sunday mornings to watch Notre Dame football highlights with Lindsey Nelson and Paul Horning, to say that I've loved Notre Dame football is an understatement. I mean, I, I have lived and breathed Notre Dame football seemingly forever, ever since I can remember. Well, during the Republican National Convention, Coach Holtz made a speech. And in that speech, he called the Joe Biden-Kamala Harris ticket the most radically pro-abortion campaign in presidential history and then the pièce de résistance coach holtz labeled joe biden catholic in name only now joe biden has cited his faith a number of times on the campaign trail um but the following day after lou holtz's speech the university of notre dame came out and basically rebuked coach holtz they distanced themselves from the politics of such a statement. Notre Dame's president said that we should not question the sincerity of other people's faith. Really, Notre Dame? Like, I understand we don't want to judge. There's only one ultimate arbiter, and, and that's the good Lord above. That's it. But the summary of Joe Biden's presidential platform on abortion is that he supports access to it and would allow federal funds to go to organizations that provide abortions, i.e. Planned Parenthood. Now, we all know that the Catholic Church has condemned abortion. Most Christians have condemned abortion. Bottom line is that a Catholic should not vote for a candidate who supports abortion. Folks, to know anything about me, and I, I just talked a little bit about my sports background, to know anything about me is that my, my Catholic Christian faith is at the center of who I am and what I believe in. But I have a question for the University of Notre Dame. 
Why are you distancing yourself from Coach Lou Holtz? This man has a statue outside Notre Dame Stadium. What Coach Holtz was saying was factual. Joe Biden, in his stance on abortion, is Catholic in name only because no true Catholic Christian would support it. So I got to tell you, like, I'm down on Notre Dame. And again, political correctness run amok. It's flat out wrong. And not a peep from the University of Notre Dame other than to distance itself politically from Lou Holtz. That's baloney. So my passion for Notre Dame, for Notre Dame football this past weekend, certainly waned because they were debuting against Duke. I heard that they won. Uh, And yes, I did watch a portion of it, maybe five, ten minutes in the fourth quarter. But I didn't care about the outcome. That's scary to me. Like, I didn't care about what Notre Dame did this past weekend because of the position. And this is not the first time, but mainly because of the position they took against Lou Holtz. So the other thing that caused my numbness over sports over the weekend were the protests by the various athletes. But mainly, I I was turned off by the NFL protest. Here we are in week one. So many great storylines. Tom Brady debuting with the Bucs. Cam Newton premiering with the Patriots, empty stadium, so forth and so on. Look, during this pandemic, we had been waiting and waiting and waiting for pro football to return. But I got to tell you, again, I didn't care a whole lot about it. Now, I'd be lying to you to say that I didn't watch it. I did because part of my job is to know what's going on in the sports world. But it all started with the Houston Texans on Thursday night there in Kansas City, remaining in the locker room. For the national anthem. It was a demonstration that was repeated by other teams throughout the course of Sunday of the players who were on the field during national anthems. Many took knees or raised their fists with others locking arms. And these methods of protest kind of varied from game to game, team to team. But all in all, Sunday games featured demonstrations of some sort. Look, I keep going back to one central thought, and that is what is the message here? What is the message? As a Christian, I want everybody to be respected. I believe in the dignity of everybody's life. Black, white, green, doesn't matter. Everybody I know, quite frankly, is not racist. Everybody's too busy to be racist. But what these protests and other like them are doing is that there is a growing resentment among a lot of people, including me, who are being called racist. People are fed up with that. And how are they responding? I I think just as I responded this past weekend, I think a lot of people are just tuning it out. They're numb to it all. I mean, look at me. My love for sports has waned because when I turn an NBA game on, and you guys, most of you know, I'm an NBA guy. I want to watch basketball. And yet all I get is Black Lives Matter. Yes, they certainly matter. But the group Black Lives Matter, does the NBA know that it is partnered with an organization that is really not what it seems? Go ahead. Visit the Black Lives Matter website. I did. The first frame you get to is a large crowd with fist raised and the slogan, Now We Transform. And you read the list of demands, then you get a sense of how deep a transformation they seek in the United States of America. Quote, We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another. And the NBA is promoting this. A partner organization, the Movement for Black Lives, calls for abolishing all police and all prison. 
They also call for a progressive restructuring of tax codes at the local, state, and federal levels to ensure a radical and sustainable, wait for it now, redistribution of wealth. I mean, I could go on and on and on. Another demand, the retroactive decriminalization, immediate release, and record expungement of all drug-related offenses and prostitution and reparations for the devastating impact of the war on drugs and criminalization of prostitution. This is the organization that the NBA and other sports leagues are supporting. Instead of caving to the mob mentality, as many in corporate America have done over the last several months after George Floyd's death, someone should have done their homework. And look, I'm one of those kinds of people who wants to make things better for others. It's my Christian soul at play. I do. But when the message is about police brutality of black people, and I feel for those two officers in L.A. who were gunned down in cold blood by that person who ran away. And now we're talking about a a potential of of a driver uh, as well. Two people being sought in L.A. It's disgusting. But what's the message? Like the facts do not resonate with the message that we're getting from these protests. And that message is that police are just going out and randomly shooting and sometimes killing black people just because they're black. It's simply not the case. And I looked this up today, about a thousand people being killed by the police on average in recent years with almost all suspects resisting with a weapon or resisting violently of the 1000 killed annually, approximately 250 were black, 500 white. Now, the percentage of police shootings that involve a white cop and an unarmed black suspect is less than 4% of the total. The percentage of white cops killing unarmed black men who did not reasonably pose a threat is even smaller than that. So all we get is systemic racism here, there, and everywhere. No, I don't blurt out these numbers to play gotcha. I'm not one of those types of people. We've got issues in this country, and they need to be addressed. But corporate America right now... And my genre, sports, is being hoodwinked into thinking that cops are going out on duty and shooting black men just because they get a kick out of it. It's a false narrative. It's a destructive narrative. And I got to tell you, it's destroying one of the passions in my life, and that is sports. Now, do I expect that passion to come back? I don't know. I don't know. But this weekend for me was a little scary because I expected to have a lot of fun this weekend with football coming back and, again, NBA playoffs and instead – I didn't watch a whole heck of a lot of it. And the sports that I watched, frankly, I didn't get a whole lot of enjoyment out of it because all that's been going on. So my message to sports is very simple. Be careful because if you're losing me over all this PCBS, you're losing a lot of people out there. Hard to believe that Pod 10 is in the books, but it is. I appreciate you joining me here on the Inez Says podcast in the WDBO app, and we will see you next time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.